0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 275 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we're meeting with Tammy Balevich. Now, she's the president and founder of Help a Diabetic Child. Tammy, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you very much.
0: No, wow, I really appreciate you spending time with us. This certainly is a topic that is near and dear to our family's hearts, and uh, it's unfortunate that we even have to have a, an organization like this. But uh, let's start with: Why don't you share with our listeners what Help a, Diab- Help a Diabetic Child is all about?
1: Uh, Help a Diabetic Child is a. It's a nonprofit that. Uh, was founded by my myself and my husband after our uh, son was diagnosed with type one diabetes at the age of 16. What we do is we purchase diabetes supplies, insulin services, which include endocrinology and emotional support, mental health for children, young adults, primarily college students who are struggling to get these life saving supplies and insulin because their families, you know, are hurting financially, um, For, you know, now due to the COVID-19, you know, so many families and individuals have lost jobs, lost their income, lost their insurance. So we try to uh, fill in that need when it arises, make sure that they have the supplies and insulin they need to um, maintain a, uh, a healthy glucose levels.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what a lot of our listeners aren't aware of. Uh, that certainly you and I are. Yeah, uh, you know, and this was a couple of years ago, but I remember Barb sharing with me that you know the average out-of-pocket cost for a diabetic, and this in this case we're talking type one, is a, about twenty thousand dollars. I mean, uh, and, and you know our <clears throat> our daughter was diagnosed at uh, at an early age, well age sixteen, and and uh, she's now twenty eight. Uh, but you know these kids getting off of College loans, and you know that's tough enough. But then, surprise, you know, we're well, not surprised. You know, you 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 have this lifetime loan, this lifetime obligation that you need to, well, you don't need to. You do, um, but you know, you and I know you well. You you know very well that you know in tight times like this, you know, COVID's a great example, right? You know, a lot of people are unemployed, and uh, if you're suffering from type one and uh you want to somehow figure out how to pay the bills, pay the rent and all that, you know, what do you do, right? You maybe dial back uh, that life-saving uh drug that you need and the supplies. I mean, holy cow. And and I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of going on a rant here, Tammy, but no, he uh, was saying it's true. It's yeah, true. you know. And and those dang, you know, testing your blood sugar, right? You know, those strips, they're like a buck a piece. You know, imagine those those of you listening, in our daughter's case, she might test her blood eight, 12, 15 times a day. So, everyone, take a dollar bill out of your pocket right now and, you know, get a lighter and just light that dollar bill up, you know, poof. Do that, do that 12 times. We'll go on that, you know, conservatively 12 times today and tomorrow and the next day. It's, ah, you know, these kids have enough and, and adults have enough challenges with their you know blood sugars fluctuating like a roller coaster and then the financial burden on top of the, of it all. Uh, it's it's amazing they last more than a few weeks or months with with the you know the type 1 diagnosis let alone years and decades. But anyway, I'm enough of my rant. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn it back to you.
1: No, well, I mean I I agree with everything you're saying because our son was diagnosed at 16 and we see the same thing, you know. It's when we first saw the cost of just a test strip alone. We were, we were, are you kidding me? Are yeah. you know, you're expecting to test your glucose levels. They recommend, you know, four times, four to six times a day. But realistically, if you want to have good tight glucose levels, it's gotta be at least 10, 12 times a day. And our son was doing the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get some, you know, I mean, I don't know off brands that are really, you know, but I mean, you really want to have because this is you're dealing with life or death here. You really want to have the proper supplies, the right amount of insulin. Because if you don't keep in, you know, if you don't keep your glucose levels under control within range, you're going to start suffering health complications that can happen early in life. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of frustrating because insurance companies limit in many ways the amount of test trips that they'll even cover. Mm. So if you have a student in school and he needs to test a couple extra times, but his parents don't have the extra income to send those test strips to school with their child. And, you know, they're sent home because they'll have what they need to stay in school. So, you know, we'll help those kids, you know, we'll send supplies even to the nurses to say, you know, so-and-so doesn't have to go home from school today because he didn't have his test strips. Or he was sent to the nurse because he wasn't feeling good. And they obviously they figure it's probably because of his glucose levels. But how do you test if you don't have the right amount of test strips? So, you know, these are the challenges that they face all the time. And it's unfortunate. Like I look at our son, you know, 10 years later, it'll be 10 years this Christmas. And I, I give him a lot of credit. I don't know if I could have done it. You know, it's just, it's, it's tough, you know, every day in and out, waking up, testing your glucose levels. I don't feel right. My glucose levels are low. I have to eat something. They're high. I have to take insulin, you know, just constantly chasing after those numbers is just, it's a full-time job yeah
0: yeah it is it is you know there's no vacation there's no time out it's constantly on their mind and you know again what our listeners don't understand is and we've heard the horror stories of of uh, diabetics you know being arrested and thrown in prison and then you know the next morning they're unconscious eventually dying and uh you know the impact that The disease has on the brain. I mean, when our daughter was first diagnosed before she was diagnosed at age 16, this is a kid that uh, was in her junior year in high school, knew the school like the back of her hand, had the same locker that she had for the past two years. And she's coming home and telling us uh, she keeps forgetting her locker combination. Her friends had to open her locker. Uh, The teachers had to had to show her where, how to get to her next class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first we had some fun with it because she's blonde and we're just thinking out, oh, it's a blonde moment, right, uh-huh. at the dinner table. Yeah. And and now we look back and go, you know, how compromised yeah. you are when your blood sugars are out of whack, mm-hmm. it, it impacts the brain. You don't, you can't think, you know, if you ask, ask her one plus one equals or anyone else, you know, you or me, if our blood sugar was that off, we wouldn't be able to tell you the answer of one plus one. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we really don't. I mean, you know, we sometimes as non-diabetics, we experience, you know, low levels, you know, maybe we're hungry or whatever, but we don't know what it's like to feel like when our son, when he drops, I think the lowest he's ever been is in the 30s, you know, with the glucose level 30s. That's quite low where he has, you know, the shakes and he can't even hold an orange juice bottle. And, you know, he's sweating, he's irritable. And it's just because his glucose levels are up. And, you know, it's so many times, you know, people will say, you know, like kids in college, you know, um, you know, I want to get a job, but then you go to try to get a job, but you can't maintain the job because you can't keep your glucose levels under control. So if your glucose levels are too high or too low and you need to make that adjustment. You need that 15, 20 minutes, maybe even longer. You know, sometimes, you know, if there's not a, enough awareness from your, yeah. your, you know, the person who's employing you or whatever, you know, they may look at that like, you know, you're. They're not doing your job but here it all has to do with maintaining a good glucose levels and, and we unfortunately we've come across you know young adults mostly who have graduated high school try to get a job where they can't maintain jobs because of that reason. Right. And it's not any fault of their own it's just because they don't have the proper supplies insulin. They can't get to the doctor they haven't seen an endocrinologist. So you know it's just that you can't even blame you know, their employer in many ways, because I know before our son was diagnosed, I didn't know what diabetes was. You know, I'm sitting in the hospital, the doctor walks in and says, Oh, your son has type one diabetes. He'll be insulin dependent for the rest of his life. We're thinking about four shots a day and it's not four shots a day. He gives himself plenty of shots a day. You know, you got to do your long acting insulin, your fast acting insulin. It's just, it's, it's a really difficult disease. And unfortunately many, as younger people, even older people start dealing with the depression and the anxiety and the burnout that comes with it, you know, and I'm knowing sometimes where I'm going to get my insulin next month or in three months. I starting a new job, but my insurance won't kick in for three months. How am I going to pay for my insulin for three months? You know, it's just, it's a, it's a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah. You, you think about it. It's a, it's a slippery slope, you know, because you're, you, you can have a hard time maintaining a job and then, you know, you, you, that of course takes care of your health benefits and now you can't afford the medicine or afford to see the endocrinologist and, and then it becomes even more challenging to get a job. And you know, yeah, it, it's uh, well, talk about depression, talk about uh, just helplessness, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, like in our, our son in his case, luckily his, uh, his employer is very good about him, you know, having to take time off for his doctor but it's you know doctor it's blood work it's it's you know yeah. just everything that goes with it all the time it's never you know we got maybe see the doctor once a year we get our blood done we we're down for the year unless you know them it's it's you know the yeah. i think the american diabetes association recommends that and we're talking about type 1 diabetes here that they see an endocrinologist at least three to four times a year so oh. you got to take a day off from work for that because yeah you know, sometimes there's, there's individuals who aren't, don't even have access to an endocrinologist that's local or nearby. They may have to travel. So it's just, it's just, it's just hard, you know, and then you just yeah. got to feel for these, uh, I, I keep referring to the younger people, the children, the young adults, because you know, that's who we focus on with our, our nonprofit, but it's, it's, it's difficult. And you know, if we could do anything to help them with, the supplies are insulin. So even doctor visits, now with the telemedicine becoming, you know, more popular now with mm-hmm. COVID we're able to offer telemedicine visits, um, in partnership with the university of Florida diabetes Institute. So, um, you know, we're trying to help them with other resources too. How can, you know, how can I get my insulin, you know, at a better price, you know, we try to help them with the patient patient assistance programs. And, you know, whether it be coupons or anything we could find through the manufacturers, we'll just dig around until we can find all that, you know, Mm. just to help them, you know, because if you go to a pharmacy, a major pharmacy, one vial of insulin is going to be $300 on average. You know, that lasts one month because then it's, you know, some people use more than one vial a month. Yeah. So even if you have insurance and you have a high deductible or you have, you know, your out-of-pocket expenses, you know, even if you mean your deductible, sometimes your co pays are in the hundreds. So it's, and this isn't something that you just buy now and then it's, you have to have this. So you're not going to live. So it's yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's um, unfortunate. We learned a lot, unfortunately <laughs> a lot about diabetes. You know, I'm not a medical person. I was a floral designer by trade, you know, my past life, but uh, diabetes landed in our lap and uh, here's where, what we're doing to, be a part of the diabetes community and do all we can to help, um, anyone who needs even just someone to talk to, you know, right. Right. do our part.
0: So how, uh, how far reaching, uh, do you guys go?
1: Well, we started off in Southwest Florida, you know, we mm-hmm. really County, you know, um, up in Charlotte. So but we're, we, we're across the state now. We have a big yeah. over in the East coast. East Coast, South, Volusia County, Flagler County, that area into Daytona, uh, North Tampa. We're helping Gainesville, a big presence up there. We work closely with the di- uh, pediatric endocrinologists at the University of Florida Diabetes Institute. So, you know, we're growing, you know, and as we grow, yeah. the need grows, especially now. I mean, if, if it's okay for me to just, you know, read something for you. Uh, I just pulled this off the Internet that it's a sadly new data released by... Leading diabetes research company DQA and the American Diabetes Association found that people living with diabetes has have suffered a greater economic impact as a result of the pandemic than the average person in the United States. So uh, we had you know a call from a mom who said, you know, I still have my job, which she was very grateful for, but our employer said, I'm just not going to be able to pay your insurance because business has dropped. You know, so. She couldn't quit the job and go look for another one because there's no jobs to go looking for, you know, so she's like, what do I do? What do I do? I can't quit. But I have So her son, he ultimately was the one who would end up suffering. So we, you know, were able to help her until, you know, they were able to get things back a little bit, but it's, it's been a a, a tough, what is it? Eight months now with COVID, COVID
0: Mm, COVID-19? Yeah. It's been
1: really tough. So, so there's, um, you know, even kids in college, you know, want to graduate, you know, get, get a good job. But some some of them, we, that's why we focus on a lot of college students. When I say young adults, we primarily focus on college students because, you know, they want to graduate. They want to get a degree. They want to get a job that gives them insurance. So if they're in college now, you know what it's like. Half of them can't even afford food, you know? So it's like, how do I pay for my insulin? How do I pay, do I pay for my classes? How do I pay for food? You know, you don't want to see them have to make that choice. So we've helped quite a few college students and, you know, just help them with their insulin and, you know, let them have that opportunity to graduate, get a job, and feel confident that they have the insurance that will help them with this lifelong disease.
0: So how do you get the word out to uh, type ones all over Florida?
1: Well, we we don't do a lot of advertising because, you know, we rely on you know we've contacted we're in, we're in communications with the school nurses who know the families yeah, in need. the yeah. endocrinologists they know the families in need um the diabetes educators clinics you know they know they know the families that are in need so they're the ones who distinguish these individual these children and even young adults and say you know Contact us and say we have someone who can use your services and then, you know, go ahead yeah. and help them. So we really haven't had to advertise our services because just on, on, you know, working with the endocrinology in the hospital, a newly diagnosed patient without insurance cannot leave, and you know, cannot leave the hospital until they have all of their supplies like we knew. Mm-hmm. Go to the uh, pharmacy and lo and behold, their bill is. $1,200 because you're talking a glucagon pen too that they have to have to go back to school, which is $300 on average. So you add all that up and then they don't have any insurance. Okay. They have these supplies now. They can't get the insurance, but what do they do in the meantime? You know, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's uh so the uh, hospitals will call if it's newly diagnosed and the patient just has no insurance. And even if they're trying to fast track them onto Medicaid or whatever, they still need time to, to have the supplies they need. You know, mm. we had school nurses contact us that so and so can't stay; he doesn't have a glucagon pen. And you know what a glucagon pen is? The emergency. You know, if your glucose levels drop really low, it's a, an emergency pen, and it's required to stay in most schools. And we just okay, we'll help you get the glucagon pencil. So the child can go back to school. Right. So that's that's how we get our word out. You know, that we're. Mm. We rely mostly on, you know, the referrals from the again the school nurses, doctors' offices, endocrinology, hospitals, so on.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then, how about the other side? You know, uh, finding the the funds to help these kids. Uh, how do you go about that?
1: Well, it, the, we we um, our organization's been supported, luckily, by you know we've been you know doing some you know awarded grants throughout the years. Uh, we've done fundraisers, we've been um, supported by some donors who have have been very, very generous to us because they have the finances, They their families are dealing with someone who has diabetes and they know h- how much it costs and they, they want to do their part to help. But, you know, now we're living in a time where, you know, our events had to be postponed or canceled because of COVID, so we're relying on people to continue to donate and, you know, hopefully continue to get grant funding. But we're always looking to, you know, raise funds by asking people to donate to help a diabetic child because the need is there. Insulin keeps going up in costs and we just want to do all we can to help these children. I mean, they are a future. They, we want to, you know, we want to help them have a, a life, a good life, you know,
0: yep yep and you know not have to pay later on in life for some of the you know whatever you want to call it sacrifices they make you know that's the i mean unfortunately we know uh, a number of type ones that are paying for the inability to manage their blood sugar when they were young
1: exactly and, you
0: know, that's uh no. and then
1: it becomes more of a cost because you know they there's yeah. certain- to deal with kidney disease, eye disease, you know, yeah. nerve damage at a younger age. And you know, I, I often why insurance companies make it so hard to get those supplies and everything in the front up front in the beginning to help you stay healthy. So you're not dealing with that later on down the line, which would cost them a lot more money, but can never figure that one out. But if it's okay with you, Charlie, I want to go back to what you talked about your daughter in school when she was, you know, trying to maneuver around and would get, you know, lost when we took our son, he graduated from University of South Florida. I'll never forget dropping him off and being scared out of my mind, but making mm. sure that his um his uh, roommates knew he about type one diabetes and had a little conversation with him. But well, he wasn't too happy about that, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know. But I mean even I'm like, look guy you know, there was eight of them and i'm like good guys if you see michael his name is michael you know sitting on a couch if he looks like he's to you maybe passed out or you think he might be drunk or you know this he's not he might be just he needs your help because you know they could just you know if that's that conversation you have to have and i think awareness is big it's very key because the people around you going back to school, even like your daughter and a, my son having to explain to his friends why he's carrying all these supplies around now, why he has to go to the nurse's office, you know, why, you know, explaining to them and letting them know, like if he's not feeling right, if you say, okay, uh, we're going out at, you know, five o'clock and he can't go because he, he's feeling horrible because his glucose levels are really low or really high. Yeah. You well, know, they'll understand that they'll understand. So, That was, that was really tough, you know, and it's making sure that, you know, they have some kind of a medical alert, you know, necklace or bracelet or something on them because, you know, even if, you know, someone in school sees them and says, oh, you know, and they see that, then they'll know, call 911 or, you know, help them find them some help they need right now, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard uh, unless you're personally involved with a type one, how <laughs> critical mm-hmm. it is to uh to understand that yeah you know that kid who you think is just sleeping may be close to no longer being on the planet exactly. yeah
1: exactly. yeah that's one of the concerns we we had you know calling up there and if he didn't answer his phone we'd be calling his friend yeah. go check out him and he didn't like that but you know he was yep. only really, for us it was newly diagnosed he was only I guess like a year and a half before he went away to college. So we were still pretty much, you know, still, I mean, we still worry all the time, but in the beginning, it's just. It's just
0: yeah. And the, you know, the, every few minutes that goes by where you're not getting a return call or answer to your text, it just
1: mm-hmm. the
0: anxiety builds and builds. And uh, I mean, you go down the chain of everyone that you possibly can think of calling and then you call their parents. To say uh-huh. they're out. I mean, Yep. Yeah, we've been there.
1: Yep, we have. Mm. Yep.
0: Well, uh, this uh, is information that needs to get out there. I really appreciate you spending time. Uh, how about for our listeners who, who want to help? Uh, where should we send them or what what should we have them do?
1: Uh, if anybody wants to help, um, we're um, always accepting donations. You can donate online through our website at www.helpadiabeticchild.org. Um, you can see there where our mailing addresses. If you want to, you know, send in the check or make a donation online. Um, and then you can see online that we have some fundraisers that are taking place right now. We're working with an organization called 100X, and we're doing a 30-day challenge. We're two weeks into it, and for every person who does 75 reviews, you can do as many as you want. Take about a minute. A $2 donation is generated for help a diabetic child. That is on our website. We do have a golf tournament coming up, uh, November 8th. So we're trying to get back into some fundraising events as safe as possible during COVID, um, COVID-19. So again, if you want to read more about our organization, what we do, see how many people we've helped you know we have a wonderful board of directors again it's www.helpadiabeticchild.org
0: terrific well tammy thank you for all that you're doing and everyone involved with the organization uh, the world needs more folks like you guys and uh, yeah i look forward to uh, catching up with you again and and uh, my goodness you know let's let's bring it beyond florida
1: yes yeah. oh, that's our attempt we we start yeah we've grown across the state we would love to go nationwide so yeah if anybody wants to jump on board we're we're willing to take it but we couldn't do it without a group we have a nice team around us and yeah. of course so anybody who wants to join forces with us give me a call
0: terrific terrific all right tammy well we'll be in touch thanks again
1: thank you Charlie. thank you for giving us this opportunity to tell our story and talk about our mission we really truly appreciate it